Hi, everybody. I am Amanda Gazzola, and this is the Health and Guelph podcast where stronger meets community because we are stronger together. Every episode, I get to interview different professionals in the Guelph community and talk about mental health, body health, fitness, as well as learn about who they are, their journeys, and just get raw and real. So get ready to get connected, inspired, and simply just feel good because we are all stronger together. Hello, strong friends, and welcome to another episode of Health and Guelph Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Gazzola. I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for being a part of this episode. This episode is a really special one. And this is with Danielle Jaworski. She is a success coach. She has been the host of C-Suites, as well as she's also had the corporate, she's been on the top of the corporate ladder and as well as has left the corporate ladder. And so what is so important about this episode is you're going to learn that setting boundaries and sticking to them and why that's so important. Because when you realize that you're not happy with something or where you are at, especially when it comes to your job and that you're feeling that misalignment, you're going to learn how to start exploring and understanding what your values are. And the thing is, you need to have that permission, that time and space to do so with self-compassion. So this episode is a really important one. I feel like we need this more than ever these days because the whole idea is when you're trying to find yourself and figure out what you really want, you need to feel like you're not alone and that you're not the only one that's struggling and going through this. So this is about having these open conversations and I really hope that you enjoy it. If you have any feedback on this episode, let me know. Let me know if this has inspired you in some sort of way. Wishing you guys a great day. Let me know. Have a great one. All right, welcome to the Health and Well podcast. This is your host here, Amanda Gazzola, and I am with the beautiful Danielle Jaworski, who is a success coach. She is a friend. She's a mom of two. She was also a part of Rogers TV as um, the C-Suite. She was the host of that. And yeah, like here we are talking to each other on the Health and Well podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me here. I always have a really good time talking with you, and I can't wait to have this conversation with you and with listeners. Yes. the So this is going to be a really great conversation today because Danielle Gajorski has had an amazing career path. She has done, she used to work in pharmaceutical. What did you work as again? I was a compliance and training manager. And how long did you do that for? All in all, I was in pharmaceutical for about 10 years. And before that, I was in the food industry, food manufacturing. Nice. And then from that, you left to start a career on your own. Uh, You just started the entrepreneur world. And this is where I met you at the mompreneur in Guelph. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very early on. (laughs) Very early on. And then you went back into corporate and now here you are again. So this is what I want. This is what the conversation is about today, because Danielle is the perfect person to basically share with you that no matter at what age or even being a mom that you can career transition and it does not stop you. It does not hold you back. If anything, I saw so much resiliency and in her and that's what, like, she's a very multi-passionate woman. And I want you to share with the, with the community of Guelph that basically you can do anything you put your mind to, no matter what, at any age, and that it's never, never be afraid to ask for help. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I want to, and you mentioned age. So I even want to call out after 40. So all these significant changes and bold transitions that I've had in my career, in my businesses, everything happened after 40. It's so, so for true. me, that what was a very say, at every age, it gets better and better. Like your twenties, <laughs> like you're afraid to hit the 30, but since 30 has happened and I'm excited as I get older for what's to come. Cause it only gets better with age. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I find what was about 42 is I think like, it's almost like you, I got to this point where your twenties are, you're going through school and you just starting to get your feet wet and, and starting to understand what it is that you want to do for a career 30. I was, you know, I was having my kids and I was just pushing forward and climbing the ladder, trying to reach these career goals that I had set in my twenties, 40 became this age where I, I had to, I had to stop. And I gave myself the, the space and the permission to basically say who I was in my twenties, where I am in, in my forties, there, there's a misalignment somehow. Cause you don't know what you don't know in your twenties. And so I gave myself that space and permission to allow to explore who I am, who I truly want to do, how do I, I want to help others at the end of the day, like I want to do something that had a lot of purpose. And that was, that became very important to me and really starting to, to explore that. So yeah, it's a, and that's what happened all after 40. So stepping off the ladder in corporate from corporate was happened at 40, starting my first business, returning to the corporate world uh, after about two and a half years, and then stepping out again to where I am today. It's just been you know, six plus years now of this continual growth and learning and discovery. And again, those, those boldest moves all happened after 40. Wow. And so what would you say? Like, okay, so you're 40 years old and you're like, when, what, what would you call that a midlife crisis? What would you call what started happening where you started to feel like, wow, this is not for me. I, I don't get, where is this all the frustration? Where's this anger coming from? Why am I so over? Like where, like, how did that all, or was it always there? And it was just like one day you decided to make that decision or had it been building? Definitely had been building. It was these little thoughts that you just get in your head a lot of the times and they just kept coming a lot more frequently saying, is this what you really should be doing? Or just, it was almost like a feeling too, that there was something more, there was something more for me out there that I could do. And so for me, it was like literally on my 40th birthday, I was like, okay, I'm, I, I need to make a change. And it just became this, this awareness that I don't want to call it a midlife crisis. What I like to call it is almost like a midlife awakening. Mm, I, I woke up Better. to yeah. being open and aware to there's something more out there and I'm being called to do something more and something very different than the, and be on a different path than what I had been on. So I would call it what I kind of went through at 40 was this midlife awakening. Uh, that I, yeah, I will call it for sure an awakening because it's so true. Like you start seeing things differently. It's like, it's like kind of like going outside and seeing snow for the first time or like fresh just breathing in the fresh air where it's like, okay, like, so what does that, when you started kind of feeling more alive, like how was your family with this, like going through this, like, because they're seeing their mom, right. Going from one end of the spectrum to the other, where it's like, who is this? Like, who am I seeing for the first time? Or is like, what's happening with mom? (laughs) (laughs) Any and all of the above really. And it just, it was interesting because it just started with the awareness that I just, I've seen again, called to do something else. And 
So I started having conversations with my family that this is something I needed to do. It, it's not like something I felt I had to do. It was no, like I, like I needed to do this for myself. Okay. For I'm going to interrupt reason. right there because like, did you even know what that was? Or you just know that there was something it was just like, but you, so that's kind of like interesting because like there, you're just kind of going with this gut feeling, this intuition. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I just didn't know it was just this absolutely feeling. It was a feeling that there was something more out there for me to explore. And it all came, it was all an internal, it was all internal. It was nothing external. I was just starting to delve into personal growth and it just became this something internal was basically saying you, something has to be done. Something has to change. I looked at when I turned to 40 on my birthday, I looked at my life and I said, this is where I am at 40. Do I want to be here and stay on this path for the next 40 years? And I got an, ex- a, an extremely quick and strong. No, it became okay. So what do I do? And that, that became this journey that I've been on now for over six years, but I just knew that I couldn't do this for another 40 years. That was strong and clear the what and the how around what else could be done and how do I do it? It was a big question mark. And that's, that's what I set out to do was figure it out. Perfect. Okay. So from this, because this is like, I'm trying to help bridge the gap right now when you're feeling all these feelings, because I know that I felt them. I didn't know exactly what they were. And then this is like the discovery basically that we're going to be going into, but what was the first steps? Like when you're like having this huge, like in this huge awakening happening that you're destined, you know, that you're destined to do, and you don't want to stay here, like in this place for the next four years, what was the next step? Like, what does someone do when they're feeling all these feelings? For me, it it became, I was very privileged and I'll say that I was very privileged to be able to step out and, and leave my career and take the time to start exploring and figuring out like, and not that's because you had all this, these conversations with your family to get them on board because you want to make sure you're utilizing your time properly. Yes. Yeah. So I had, definitely had support. So I'm extremely grateful to my husband who, who said, go, if you need to figure this out, it's important to you. It's important to us as a family, take the time. So extremely you know, grateful to have a supportive spouse. And then financially, we, we had savings and we lived in a way where we weren't uh, paycheck to paycheck. So we were able for me to not, we, we'd be okay with me not working and pulling in an income. So I have to say we were very privileged in that sense. So for somebody I, that, I, I, we're going to keep continuing, but for somebody that is like, you know, isn't in that same vote as you, same privileged, uh, area, what would you say? Like if they're struggling, what would you, how would you help them? Like, what would your be your piece of advice there? Mm-hmm. Something I've had to learn over the years that was really important for me was boundaries and understanding what, what is, so when I returned to corporate and I do, like you said, I was multi-passionate. So I realized that I'm not just one person, one career path. That's not for me. I do multiple things at the same time and all the different elements together create all of me and um, support all of me. So what I had to learn was in order to be on, be on this journey, because there was definitely fears around not having money. And that was part of the reason why I returned to corporate after a couple of years as an entrepreneur, it became, I had to set boundaries and I had to get disciplined and I had to commit to myself that my personal growth and exploration was an investment. 
in order to allow that investment to happen, uh, it wasn't always a monetary investment in a coach, but it became, I had to set boundaries to be able to say, I, there, I have to put aside time every day, so much time a day, a week, a month to me exploring me, me understanding what it is that. So it's kind of like I you're going want. on a date with yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 You can go out for coffee. And just, but for me, it was creating that boundary and committing to myself and basically saying to myself that I am worthy of a little bit of time in the day, in the month for me, for me to get to know me and for me to give back to me. And that became extremely important for me as part of my own self care routine as well. But I think if someone is just starting out, in this, in this journey, and they want to start exploring you know, who they are, like they get this bigger sense of purpose, they're compelled to do something more, is just start giving yourself the time and the permission to give yourself a little bit of space to just start asking yourself the questions and to be open to researching, to looking, you know, exploring different things. One of the thing, first things I did when I stepped out of corporate at 40 was I volunteered. I volunteered for two different organizations, one was for mental health and one was uh, focused on uh, girls and empowering girls. And because and those actually became very fundamental in, in who I am today and the work that I do today. So I, I found something to fill my time. Yeah. I have to kind of stay on that because what Danielle's saying there, and this is coming from someone that really didn't do that right away, um, the volunteering really helps with feeling the fulfillment of doing something for others. Because sometimes for myself, I was getting stuck in like trying to do, 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 you know, have as much personal development as possible, then trying to do work. And like, there was no fulfillment in there, the volunteering um, and doing something for others makes the process of like figuring out your core values and what really matters to you a lot more. And I have to say, I didn't do that. And now that is something that I do, um, realizing that like the significance of it. So I, sorry, I had to pause there because that, that was a missing piece that I didn't even know I was missing until I started asking myself these questions. Like, why am I still not feeling like completely happy? Like, why do I feel like I don't? So that was, and that was the missing Mm -hmm. piece. So thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I think what you build like to build on that is more, it's a sense of fulfillment that you get because when you vol- when you're volunteering, you're completely giving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just giving back and you're helping others. And it's not about you that yes. you're volunteering. Yes. It's about others and the impact you can you can create, the support that you can provide, the environment, whatever it happens to be when you're volunteering, it's not about you. And I think that's part of the, the awareness piece and the awakening piece is that when you get older, just realizing that my career, my success, like the, it's not about me at the end of the day. It's how can I best make something better for someone else? It's, I think that's a key for volunteering. That, exactly. Thank you for, yes, you positioned it perfectly. Cause yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what I was trying to say. Um, so, but where I wanted to get back to is that like, I wanted to bridge that the gap between like, you know, what the next step is. And then like, we were talking about the permission and setting yourself boundaries. And then after that, when you start, like, what did you start noticing from that? Like, because you you start recognizing like that when you, there's a feeling for me, there was a feeling that started being like, wow, like I am starting to feel a difference. Like my energy is feeling a little lighter. Like I'm just starting noticing like that I wasn't carrying this like big suitcase behind me because I was setting up more time for myself, these date nights with myself, like, or like, or 
just having the more of that awareness, right? So you start noticing it, which makes you want to do it more. What was like after you started noticing those little bits there, because those are tend to be the bigger ones, what started to end up happening for you? Like, what was your next step after that? You're feeling better. So I'm trying to work through it. So I'm, you're feeling better. You've got more energy. But for me, it became part of it was like there's all these great things that were happening because I was exploring different things that were making me feel more, a little more fulfilled and creating some clarity around, okay, what is this next step going to be for me? The opposite side of that is because I had to start looking at myself and why wasn't I happy? Wasn't Why wasn't I feeling fulfilled before? And for me, that can become a very that can become overwhelming. Oh yeah. Very scary as well, because you start looking in the mirror and you're truly looking at the mirror. And I realized that I really didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't like who I had become. I knew I could be a better person, um, whether it be a, a spouse, a mother, coworker, leader, friend. I, there were so many things that I knew I could be better at. And so you're doing all these things that are making you feel great, but then at the same time, you're exploring yourself and realizing, oh, geez, like there were things I could do better on. And I found it challenging to not judge myself harshly. Yes, that's a big one. That's a huge one, especially when you are, you said you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're like, you're not liking who you're seeing. So it's like, try not to stay there. But at the same time, it's so hard because you're like, how did I get here? Like, why? Like, how did I get myself, like, let myself get this far? But it's like, you can't even say like, it's not like, don't you not, don't want to say it's your, it's not my fault, but because you do have to take ownership, but you don't want to, that's a big mind. There's a big mind shift happening in that. I wanted to say the F word. Something um, else. Yeah. <laughs> there's such a big mind F happening where it's just like, yeah. you don't want to stay, but you have, like, you have to feel it because this is like your way of like saying, I got to let this go. Yes. And part of, for me, letting it go was understanding what are the lessons from that? Mm-hmm. What are the lessons that I can take so that as I move forward, you're aware that you don't want to repeat them, or there was a learning lesson in that, which for me, there were lots of learning lessons as to why I'm passionate about what I do today. It didn't come at once. Again, it's a journey, not just learning this, but then putting everything together to getting something that becomes very clear that all of a sudden I can wake up in the morning and I'm like, that's it. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. It has taken a while to get there and it's taken all these different twists and turns and and you don't even know what you're doing, but you're doing, you keep doing it because you know that like, it's going to start to make sense eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 You said puzzle. It almost became, I started to put to, again, the, the, I, how I do puzzles. I like to do the perimeter with all those nice edge pieces and then start filling it in. And that's what personal growth in this journey is all about is that you are starting to create this puzzle and putting all the pieces together and you're finishing this puzzle and you're building it without even knowing what the final picture is going to look like. Yeah. At the, the end vision, of the day. Yeah. The vision gets clear the more you do it, but at the, at the beginning, it's so blurry. Like you're, it feels yes. like a blur the whole time. Like, and yes. the thing is like, but what keeps you going is because there's certain parts where you're like, that start to feel better in various different ways. And when you're caught in these events or that are happening right in front of you, you're like, and you see that you're handling it differently and you feel different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it just, but yeah, it's, it's fuzzy. It's, especially at the very beginning of, of personal growth in that journey is the, you can have this idea of what the vision is. 
but it may be a little bit more fuzzy. You don't have all the exact details. As you start moving towards it, the clarity comes and things can get much more clear and the, the picture can shape itself a little bit differently as well. But I believe that the final outcome with that, that what you're, what you're working towards, the essence of what it is you're working towards, that stays the same. How it looks may, may shift a little bit. And part of what I've had to learn is how something is going to be achieved or that final angle, I have to give up control and release control over the yes. exact how I'm going to get there and how it's going to happen and how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Do we call, we call that like a bit of like, you know, trusting the universe, uh, law of attraction. Um, I'm saying all these things because literally when you're trying to go with the flow and, but you're trying to, you know, trust the process and trust in the universe and whatever it's happening, it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard to like, let all that go because you're so used to, you know, having all these balls up in the air. And if you're afraid for them to drop, but like when you're staying in this like stagnant energy the whole time, like it gets, everything just starts to go away. Like it starts to go crazy and you start making yourself crazy. So that part is a, is a sticky situation, but with so much benefit and yeah, there's a grace period that you have to have towards yourself through that because (laughs) it's amazing. And I think that's like what you wanted to, where we wanted to go with the conversation was to, you know, the most important thing we wanted to focus on was asking for help. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. like letting go of control is asking for help and using the resources that are around you. These people that around you, like, you know, trusting in that you don't need to do everything yourself, especially as like, I don't know, as a, a strong female and, um, you know, I get moms are tend to be that way. Like certain people like tend to feel these ways where they want to do them all those all themselves because they're afraid to ask for help. They want to show that they're capable and they're, they're strong and there's, you know, being strong can be asking for help too. What do you think about like that? I absolutely agree. And the ability to ask for help that in itself is a whole other conversation because I, I had such a hard time asking for help. I mm-hmm. saw asking for help as a weakness, not a strength. And I, I learned, just, I, I learned on this podcast today when I was talking to Danielle that, uh, she said that we probably wouldn't have been friends, uh, had I not known her before mompreneur. So this is uh, someone that basically was one that was the opposite of asking for help. So this is really, well, I thought that this was a really nice point to touch on because it's amazing to see that I wouldn't even know this person that I was talking to in front of me. Had she not said that, I'd be like, what? You were like that? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. Cause it was just, it wasn't part of how I wanted to be projected. Again, I thought asking for help meant it was a weakness, not the strength. And I wanted to project myself in a certain way. What I've had to learn is that asking for help, one, when you ask for help, one, you're taking off that sense of control. And that sense of control can be so tiring and exhausting because you are expending all the energy trying to do something. When you ask for help, it means you're releasing that piece that you've been hanging on to and giving it to someone else who ideally would have the energy to take on that request and then help you. So I feel lighter when I ask for help, I feel lighter because I'm now giving that energy to someone else who's able to take it. And especially if it's their brilliance and it's their strength, it's something they'd love to do. They now feel empowered. Like what was holding me back and weighing me down actually lifts someone else up when they get to help. 
and allow someone else to shine and be able to do what they love to do. And a lot of times when you ask for help, one, the energy is the first, it's spread out. So you don't feel as heavy. You don't feel as light. You can move forward. You're more energetic. And also you're, you're, there's the collaborative, the collective energy that comes when more than one person works together on something. There's that excitement that happens. Oh, yeah. And then it just, it takes less time. I find when you ask for help, it takes less time for you to get something done. And you could be even higher quality because you've got these different mindsets and perspectives. And then because you have someone, a different perspective, you probably will do things and see things in a different way that you never would have imagined if you had just been stuck by yourself in this silo thinking, you know, one way. Love it. And I had to ask for help from you where I'm like, you had to babysit my son last year. Yeah. And that was like a big deal because like, I had not ever done this before, like a um, first time mom. And, but I, what made me feel so good is that you were, you're like, Oh man, I feel so happy and honored. Thank you so much for even thinking of me where I didn't even think like that. Like you would, you know what I mean? I wasn't even thinking that for yeah. you, but made me so happy that you even like thought that way. So asking for help in various ways, like, you know, with your friends out there, like to d- look after your son and whatnot, like it just it was, it helped me see another side that I didn't even like think about before. So uh, I Aww. love that you're talking about that. Like, cause asking for help, uh, it's especially, you know, when you don't even know what you're asking for help, like in regards to like, you know, sometimes like you're coming to a point where you're like, you know, there's something just feels wrong. Something just feels off. Like, I don't know, like asking for help. Like you probably need to talk through it sometimes because you don't even know what you're asking. And then eventually when you start talking, things will just come out and you're like, Oh, that's it. Like, it's like, like a little bit of an aha moment. So asking for help can be so many things where it's just someone's even listening to you as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, yeah, like you said, just asking for help to me, when you ask for help, you're creating the space for the solution to come to you. How, again, however, how that looks, and it could just be brainstorming Yes. and just getting someone to ask you questions to get you think in a different way to get you out of the patterns that we all have. We all think, you know, and, and we have habits and we have paradigms. So we have certain habits and um, ways to think. But that's why talking to someone else, like a coach or someone else is really important because they can just ask the questions to get you thinking in a different way, which then automatically will change the types of the results that you're going to get and the solutions you're going to create. But yeah, it could be something as simple as that, or I physically need help and you to do something. Yeah. And yeah, it just, yeah, when you asked me to babysit, it's like, oh, like, I just, I felt one, I felt, I felt wonderful in the fact that you trusted me. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that like you trusted me with your child to babysit. And then I get to help you to, you went out and you yeah. got to have that self-care time because we've talked before how important self-care is to our, you know, our mental, spiritual, emotional, physical well-being. So for me being able to hold that space for you so you could go out and take care of yourself, I felt truly honored and grateful to be able to do that. I just am holding that moment a little bit right in there. <laughs> you replay just, it. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, this, especially in the times that we're in, like that it's not an easy ask because there's so much like feelings towards a lot of stuff that's happening out there. So like the, that's those little parts where you're like, oh man, I'm just so lucky to have such a great support system. Like that shows that like you have support because sometimes you just, the support is different in so many ways now because like it's not it's not as convenient as it used to be um meaning like you know things are to more shut down things are like with 
uh, daycares. Um, there's just a lot. So it's just like, you know, asking for help can, there's so many various ways, like, and it just, it doesn't have to be like a big thing it could be even the small things. Cause it's just getting like that space back, that mental space back. Um, so one thing I, where I wanted to kind of, uh, end off with this is that, you know, <sighs> what are like the, some of the best resources that have helped you? And because this goes along with what we're doing that have helped you along the way during COVID-19 and like, yes, we were talking about community and connecting for sure. But, you know, as someone that has, you know, like when has been in corporate and then has left corporate to go back into full being a full-time, uh, like success coach, what has helped you to like, you know, get through that, to do such a big leap like that? So it's the leap around how did I make the leap? Yeah. Or how did you, yeah. How did you make the leap and how did you create a, a safe space for you to do, able to do it? Because that's, we're in such an unprecedented uncertainty time. So like, that's a big decision. Yeah. For me, it came down to, I had, we were talking about trust earlier. I have to learn to trust myself. And that instinct, whatever you want to call it. And so I, during COVID, I, my contract ended. So I stepped out of, of corporate again and into entrepreneurship full time. Again, so I'm a second time around entrepreneur. For me, it became trust. Trusting that the mistakes and failures I had the first time around as an entrepreneur. And I had them. Absolutely. I had them. Trusting that I learned. And I took lessons from what I did the first time so that I did not do things the same way the second time. What, what I had would be to be an example of that. Asking for help is a key one. The first time I did my business, I thought, well, I, I'm the sole business owner, which means you do everything yourself, everything yourself. So I, I was everything this time. And I didn't get, a, I didn't ask for help. I didn't ask for support. I had no idea what I was doing. So every step I took, it was so hard and it was taken, um, for most cases, it was taken alone. The second time when I stepped out, you know, I finished my, my, my corporate job on the Friday, but the Tuesday I was already enrolled in, uh, Wilfrid Laurier university through the Lesverius business school. They had the women's entrepreneurship center. They have a lot of different programs that they run for women entrepreneurs. I signed up for their start my business boot camp. So I finished my, my career on, or my job on the Friday. And by Tuesday, I was already enrolled in this eight week program. That was really all about providing these business fundamentals for women to start growing their business. And also it provided the sense of community right away Nice so that I hit my feet running so much faster. I connected with different coaches who did different things who helped really create that clarity that I needed. So when I started my business the second time, I was much more clear on what I wanted to do, what I was super passionate about and how I could meld all of my different passions together. Again, cause I'm multi-passionate when I was in corporate. Again, I have a full-time day career in human resources. I produced and I hosted the C-suite on Rogers TV. And then I was also starting to build my business in the background three very different elements of, of a career path, but together combined, again, I said before, like, this was all of me. It represented the whole of me. Being very clear that it's okay to be multi-passionate or multi-potentialite is the word I've yeah, learned I as saw, well. I having that these, word on the sheet. Yeah. It's so cute. I love that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's having successes and very different passions in different areas. Like that's 
I think that's part of one of my superpowers is that I have all these different passions. I can do many different things at one time and I get excited. So when I, when I switch gears and I do something else, there's this different excitement that comes from because it's a different part of me I get to express. Owning that, embracing that, and then figuring out a way how it's going to work for me, not how it should work, what the logical process or the logical system might look like, figuring out what works for me and allowing myself to be comfortable with that and to own that, that has made a, a huge difference as well for me. So it's getting help, owning who I am and being a multi-potentialite and multi-passionate and figuring out what works for me, not worrying about what anyone else says, but what works best for me and how I'm going to work, how I'm going to live and how I'm going to thrive, doing everything that I love to do in my very unique way. Such a great answer. And I told being just seeing it firsthand, like what a difference, like you're a driving force. Like you are, you are definitely working it and you're doing such a great job. Danielle, how can people find out more about you? Absolutely. So if anyone wants to find out more about me, they can visit my website, daniellejaworski.com. Jaworski is spelled J-O-W-O-R-S-K-I. A lot of times people put the A in um, and that's not me. (laughs) So you visit my website or you can follow me on LinkedIn. Those are the two places where I am the most, or if you're looking for career resources and support and services uh, from other women, especially in, again, the Guelph and Waterloo, Wellington regions, the C-suite, you can watch myself and guests on the C-Suite on Rogers TV, which is Cable 20 in the Waterloo, Wellington, Brant regions. And we're online as well. So rogerstv.com backslash the C-Suite. Thank you so much for being on the Health and Guelph podcast, Danielle. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me here today. I'm always, always a pleasure talking to you and I'm always excited to be able to share. So thank you. This episode has been brought to you by Raw Elements. Do you struggle with vegan proteins? Do you feel that some are too gritty, too bland, or that they just don't mix well? From a person that loves whey protein powder, but struggles with dairy intolerance, finding a vegan protein has been a journey of its own. I've tried a lot of protein powders being in the fitness industry and absolutely love Sun Warriors Classic Plus Protein for its taste, smoothness, and mixing ability. For over 22 years, Raw Elements has been serving our community and believes in 100% quality and natural ingredients. Sun Warriors Classic Plus Protein is made with amaranth, chia, quinoa, pea protein, and brown rice protein. This blend gives you that little bit extra that you want and need, and you'll not only love the way it tastes, but you'll absolutely love the way it makes you feel, and that is why it's called Plus. Use the code RISE to get 10% off your next order. You will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening to the Health in Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at reloveandrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.